Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in uh, Fellowship. Thanks for uh, tuning in to listen to us. This week, we are talking about the race card. Yes. Pastor Kenny, it seems that people are using the race card more frequently to support their beliefs or to dismiss the beliefs of their opponents, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even the issue that's being discussed has very little to do with race at all. Right. But they're bringing in race as a way to kind of talk about it or say that their opponents are wrong or say that they're right, right? Yeah. Um, and so today we just kind of wanted to talk through some of that and, and really really kind of say, okay, how, sh- how should we handle this? If it's wrong to kind of consistently be using the race card or, or using the race card in a, in a wrong way, What's the right way, right? How do you yeah. how do you do this? How do you do this well? So, so Kenny, where have you seen this happen? Yeah. So recently, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which we would say we talked about that in a previous episode, mm-hmm. but we would say praise the Lord yeah, to that. That's right. Praise Amen. the Lord. That's great. Mm-hmm. And so now it goes back to the states. But when people are arguing uh, either for or against abortion it seems like if we throw in this the race card then it brings more validity to my argument mm. and so one one of the kind of ridiculous ways politicians have been using it is to say well okay you know to to disallow abortion is unjust to minority communities because they won't have access to ways to have an abortion right and, you know, me, I believe the opposite. I've, we've talked about this in other episodes. It's like right. abortion is itself racist. Right. It's right? targeting it's, those it's communities. It's targeting mm-hmm. those communities. And you're diluting those communities by mm-hmm. killing off those in those communities in disproportionate ways. Right. right. And so, well, but here's the interesting part about the race card when it comes from uh, the right, the mm-hmm. conservative side is like. You don't want to talk about race at all. You don't want to talk about race. That's CRT. Right. <laughs> but mm, if it if it brings validity to your argument for against abortion, then you'll now I'm going to play this race card again right. yeah. and talk about how it, it disproportionately affects the black community. Well, we right. don't want to talk about that when we're talking about other things that mm. the, the country has done to right. um, negatively affect the black community. But we will use this card when we want to come right. against abortion. And so... You, I mean, let, let me interrupt you here. Yeah. ask a crazy question. I just yeah. had this thought. Wouldn't abortion itself be an example of systemic racism? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Which system built to, to, to target, to target a, a, yeah. a group of people, right? But the same people who would say... 
that it that systemic racism doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. They would say it exists. They're the biggest opponents of abortion, yeah. and yeah. they would even use the yeah. It's targeting African American communities. Absolutely, they would see that system when it comes mm-hmm. to abortion, right. but not in anything else. Like no other sin right. <laughs> can be systemic. No, but this we can. Right. And it's like okay, well, don't play the card. If you if you're right. not because there are, I mean, again, we wouldn't say never play the card, right? Because there are there are instances in which there's clear discrimination going on, mm-hmm. but don't play it only when it benefits you. Yeah. Don't play it and only when you're trying to have people to support your belief or dismiss the belief of your opponents. Right. Like be consistent with your beliefs. One of the more uh, kind of ridiculous ways I've heard it also be used is when it comes to the environment. Okay. Like, um, and, and hear hear me out. Like, I'm not a tree hugger or anything like that. But I, I yes. recycle. I do. You know, right. I, I do yeah. believe that God wants us to be good stewards. Yes, That's over right. the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think we can. I can argue that from scripture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, the, the idea that somehow we should be more environmentally um, aware or more, you know, <laughs> more vigilant in regards to the environment because it disproportionately affects minority communities. Like, mm. how, like how do you come to that conclusion? Yes. That one's hard to see. That's hard. It's, it's hard to see. And, and they'll come up with different, you know, different statistics and different facts and, and all these things right. that would, that would say, yes, it disproportionately affects black communities. But but here's the thing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for all black people, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this general <laughs> this generalization. Most black people ain't walking out the house being worried about the the, the air quality. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna be not, real. Okay. I'm all gonna right. be real. We're we're not walking out the house like um, right. man, this this pollution is horrible. Right. Like because we have more serious issues that yeah. we're trying to to mm-hmm. deal with, mm. and here's the thing: I don't believe pollution is is floating around saying we're going to go over the black neighborhood we're targeting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think is not racist. I, I don't yeah. think smog is racist, right? And yeah. so, uh, you know, maybe somebody will be able to convince me otherwise. But right, you don't need to use the race card right. in order to support your belief that the environment needs to be taken care of. Right. Like the race car doesn't need to be used in that. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be used in, you know, in that situation at all. Like right. we, we should know that, okay, you know, doing certain things may harm the environment, doing other things may help it. Right. And we have to balance that with all types of other things as well. But to, I think it's a low, it's, it's a low blow to, to bring in the race car. Mm. In, in into that situation right and you know you know another way i see it is that anything that that white male cisgender mm. um mm. people say we're just going to dismiss that's because true. they're in the majority right right yes. we're gonna say that'd be me kenny right that's that's william <laughs> so anything no, william fair. says that fair you know just dismiss what anything I say. william says we're yes. going to dismiss yes because he's white and mm. he's a male that's right and 
Only reason he's saying that is because he wants to keep power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants mm-hmm. to keep all the power and influence he's always had. And so no matter what he says about any issue, we're going to play this card. Like, are, mm-hmm. we actually, are we just removing your card or what are we doing? Yeah, right. Are we know. just striking down the... <laughs> Right. We're checking it out the skip card. That's what we're doing. You get nothing. The skip card in Uno. We're saying mm-hmm. you don't get to play. You get nothing. We're you don't get to play re- this turn. Reverse or skip. <laughs> right. You don't get to play. You get all the draw fours on you. All the draw fours. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we're just not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's a horrible way to treat people. I mean mm-hmm. we, <laughs> but yeah. you know we we'll get into the problems with that a little bit more here mm. in a little bit but i mean or anything that has to do with racial justice in general i yeah. mean there's a group of people who would say any anytime you mention any any sort of race mm-hmm. at all then we're going to dismiss it because it's crt right. yeah or woke. you're being woke yeah. or and, and we've talked extensively about that so we won't get too deep right. into it but i mean you just have people who hear race even if it's you know, a legitimate concern mm-hmm. and they just immediately dismiss what yeah. people are saying based upon that. And so those are, those are instances in which, you know, we, that you see it happening. Yeah. Erroneously try to inject race mm. when we shouldn't be trying to do it at all. Right. Right. Yeah. So brother, what, what are some of the problems with this approach? Well, I think one, and I mean, and I've talked about it a little bit, but it, it doesn't really listen to the merits of the actual arguments. Yes. And so instead of saying, okay, my opponent here has this view, and even that language, like yeah. my opponent, like why are we, <laughs> why, are we yeah. why are we identifying everybody as our opponents? And yeah. like, but I'm, I'm not going to even listen to the argument. I'm just going to assume that everything they say is wrong before they even start. I mean, it's, it's, it's leading with judgment instead yeah. of leading with great. Like, right. I have already judged that your argument is invalid because you are a, a black man. Yeah. You know, or I've already judged that your uh, argument is invalid because you are, you belong to this political party. You know, right. I've already judged. And it's like, that's, that can't be, you know, that's not helpful. Right. And, and so the idea of just dismissing from the beginning, leading with judgment, I'm not even really going to listen to the argument. Um, I think that's unhelpful. Right. Um, what, what else would you add there? What else is a problem? Right. I would say, you know, one of the problems about using the race car when it shouldn't be used is you're being manipulative. Yeah. Like you're you're looking at the the kind of state of our nation and kind of the current emphasis on racial justice and and you're using it to for your agenda. Right. Like you're what you're saying really is that my argument doesn't have any merits right on I mean, its own. Race will add weight yes. to it almost. So if I bring this race in here, I, I can be able to boost it. Mm-hmm. And give some legitimacy to my um, to my issue, to my cause, mm. and so it's it's very manipulative. Yeah, like you weren't listening to me for before. Now let me interject this race in here. Let me interject right. race into it, and now you'll listen to me. Yeah. Or it wasn't as important before. I can make it important by mm. elevating it with the race card. Yeah, 
And so when when you're manipulating like that, not only are you uh, minimizing what other people are, are going through, are you're really you, you can what you end up doing. You might take the focus off of something that really does need to be taken care of. Mm. And your issue starts to bring, you know, bring more to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're you're just really trying to legitimize your issue when it really has no legitimacy at all. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I think I, I think I would add to I mean, just kind of in general, I mean, you, you're you really are just you're just missing out um, and and reje- rejecting, you know, um, what could be good things to think through. Yeah. (laughs) Legitimate arguments are maybe, maybe I should think through this. Maybe I should look at this. And so I don't, I don't think that's helpful for us even as Christians. I mean, like as, as believers, we, uh, we can learn from others. Yeah. Even, even others who do not share our worldview. Now you gotta be careful with that. Um, because you, you know where it's coming from, you know, um, I mean, you know, there is a, um, a worldview there that, and a lot of times rejects God, or at least yeah. re- rejects a right understanding of God, and so, um, so I mean, but I think I think we can be aware of all that, um, and yeah. yet and yet still be able to say, okay, this is uh, you know, this is this is helpful, um, or this is not helpful, or whatever, and um, but man, if you're just if you're just kind of playing the race card or just dismissing it from the beginning, um. Then you're gonna you're gonna lose out on an opportunity to maybe learn something, yeah, you know, something good. So, anything else you would add on, kind of just problems with that? Yeah, it's just really this this wrong understanding of of God's coming grace. Yeah, right. It's yeah. that you know, you know, the Bible talks about you know that God reigns on the just and the unjust, and the sun shines on the righteous and the mm-hmm. the unrighteous, and God can. And, and and if we believe that a white male, cisgender male, cannot have anything of value to say, so we're not going to listen to him, then we we're saying that God's grace, uh, God's grace is not on him, right? Right. Yeah, like God had that, to give him any common that portion of right. population. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we're just gonna just gonna just overlook them. Yeah. I'm just going to give my common grace to these group of people mm. and they have nothing of benefit to say. Right. So I'm just going to eliminate them. Yeah. And so, you know, what we're doing is we're, you know, denying God's common grace is, is, mm. um, his love for his creation. It's almost his Imago day over, you know, everybody. Right. Everybody's made in his image has this common grace. So let me ask you something here along yeah. this line, because I've heard, you know, like like kind of the argument sometimes goes against common grace where it's like, well, you know, sufficiency of scripture. Yeah. Right. We just all we need is scripture. Um, and so we don't need ideas or truths from, you know, secular whatever. And how would you respond to that? Yeah, I would say that. Spot here, but what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I would just say, you know, the Bible does have everything we need for life and godliness, right? right? Yeah. But it doesn't contain everything that we need in order to live our lives. Like right. there's no math in in That's the right. Bible. Like we we do need us, we know we talk against, you know, some of the 
Maybe that's my argument. Maybe I should use that as my argument for the reason why we don't need math. Right. right? It's not in the scriptures. Not in the scriptures. Not in the scriptures. Right. We don't need it. Yeah. And so, you know, there is an expectation for us to be good stewards over our money. Hmm. And so how do we be good stewards over our money? We have to ha- we have to have some sort of financial knowledge mm. and some basic math to be able to add what's going out and what's coming in, right? Right. Otherwise, we just can't be good stewards. So right. we have to learn math, yeah. right, That's which right. is not included in right. the word of God. Mm. There's some basic laws that govern math. Two plus two equals four. Right. <laughs> right. There's a law. It normally. Change. That's normally, normally right. Normally. Yeah, normally. Uh, you kind of you kind of butchered that in your sermon mm, this, I did. Past, I did. this past yeah, week. Yeah, I but, did talk um, about that. Yeah, we did talk about math a, a little bit. Mm. But again, there's things that are included in, in just even our education that mm. is not found in scripture, but they're still governed and established by God. They're still good. Right. Right. But Mm -hmm. the Bible doesn't cover them because the Bible's purpose is not for us to be good at math. Right. The Bible's purpose is us for us to believe in Jesus Mm -hmm. and become more like him. Yeah. And and math is it's it's not necessarily an end of it end of itself. Right. But it's it's okay. I've got this command to be a good steward. If I'm going to in in my culture, if I'm going to if I want to apply that command and obey that command, I can use these other other tools yeah. that are there. And I, and I think there's, I mean, you think even like a command like love your neighbor. Yes. That's pretty broad, general, but that is a command. Yes. And so it, we, we can't actually listen to others on how best to do that. Right. You know, now, now maybe how best, how better maybe is, yes. the, is the right way to say that. Um, we, we can learn from others to, okay, what does that look like? And there are going to be some suggestions that we're going to say, I hear you. I understand what you're saying, but I disagree with you. Right. Right. That That's not a good, because uh, our culture would say, well, the best way to love your neighbor is let them be whoever they want to be. Right. And we would say biblically, no, nah, that's, that's maybe not, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's not helpful. But that, again, it's like, that doesn't mean we still can't learn from others. We can't learn from our neighbors and people who are not like us and don't look like us and don't have the same values as us. We can learn like from yeah. them at times. And so, yeah, I think I think those are challenges, um, but I, but I think I, I think those are all kind of I mean I think it's good to kind of consider those those problems. So what's a better approach? Yeah, so better approach is to to lead with grace. Oh, it's a good value. Yes, yes. lead with grace mm. is to um, really don't assume just because a person is a certain color mm. that they have no uh no you have no benefit in listening mm. yeah. to what they're saying. Yeah, that's good. All right. And 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 here and I would say for those who would add race to any issue, like leave your grace and understanding that your issue may not be the most important issue. Mm. Hey, leave leave with grace. Like don't think of yourselves before others. Yeah. Uh, so you know, instead of adding race to the environment, maybe ask some people in the minority community about what is the most important issue you feel right that needs to be mm-hmm. dealt with and maybe not try to make an issue mm-hmm. one 
that they need to be more focused on than the other. Yeah. And so it's about thinking about others before yourself and making sure we're willing to listen to people no matter what race or uh, political ideology or whatever else we, we try to separate along those lines in regards. Yeah. What else would you add, brother? Well, I, you know, I think you have to let arguments stand on their own. Yeah. Like, like we need to, as Christians, we need to learn how to think through arguments and, and, and be discerning, you know, is yeah. this, is this helpful? Is this not helpful? Is this a good argument for, you know, if you're talking about environmental issues, is this good or is this not good? Um, or, you know, I mean, some of those, some of those other things, right. We, we need to, we need to be able to, to listen and, and, um, whoever that we might be tempted to call our opponents, uh, we need to still be able to listen and say, okay, what are they arguing? Like, what are they, what is their point? And is there some truth to it? Yes. I mean, we talk about that all the time. I mean, I know as pastors, like we're always encouraged when people come and bring critiques, you know, about pastoral ministry or something, it's very easy to just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm the pastor. They don't know what they're talking about or whatever, but <laughs> that's terrible. You mm-hmm. know, like we need to listen to, okay, maybe, maybe some of what they're saying has merit and, and yeah. I need to make some adjustments and I need to make some changes. And, um, and yet sometimes when we're dealing with folks outside the church, it's like, no, we're not going to deal. None of those people have any merit. And, and I, again, I, I think in light of common grace, I mean, I, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't mean that we're always going to affirm and, and, you know, cause some people, oh, you're just, you're just talking about adapting to the culture. No, like it's not, it's more than that. Um, it's deeper than that. It, it's, it's more of a what, okay, what are they, what are they saying that could actually help me? I mean, to go, going back to what you were talking about with finances, what can they teach me to help me apply these biblical principles? Right. Can they help me in that? Can, can this assist me in that? Can they help me better understand how to love my neighbor? If they can, I should, I should maybe listen. You yeah. Know? Uh, I'm not going to abandon the Bible in order to right. uh, follow them. Like that's, that's. Um, you know, bowing to the culture, but that doesn't mean I can't at least listen and learn, you know, um, does that make sense? You think yeah. that's the right way to, right. to, to kind of communicate that? So what, what else would you say is, is a better approach? Yeah, I would say when it comes to being manipulative about playing a race car, like don't piggyback off the oppression of others. Yeah. That's you're, a big you're one. minimizing mm-hmm. what has happened to them or, you're trying to equate what you're going through with a minority community, oppressed group. Right. And man, that is so offensive to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I, I think I might've said this, but what the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. did with civil rights, it, it really is upsetting to me. Right. To try to equate their fight with the African American community. Mm-hmm. And they were very good with it too. Yeah, and we fell for it. Yeah, and and it's like, don't try to piggyback off the oppression of our group to get your rights. Right. Like I I understand that, you know, oppress. There are many oppressed groups mm-hmm. that have civil rights. Right. That that need to fight for their rights, and so it may look similar, and that's fine, but. To um, to try to make skin color and sexual orientation the same thing, they're not. Right. They're not the same thing. And so that, that bothers me. 
And it just bothers me for, for people to try to say, hey, we're, we're like you in this. And, and you could very well be in some cases, but in a lot of cases, then not, that's not the case. And so don't right. try to piggyback off the oppression of others to get your issue and your cause mm-hmm. um, listened to. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I would add. I mean, we need to realize that, you know, God can use whomever, you know, to do yeah. his will. I mean, he spoke truth and to, you know, all kinds of. He used the donkey, man. Yeah. I mean, he used crazy. <laughs> I mean, I I remember, um, you know, preaching through Ezra, preaching in Daniel, um, you know, thinking through kind of God using pagan kings very much to to bring about His plans and His purposes, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I think we need to recognize that. I mean, it doesn't mean that everything that the pagan kings were saying was good. It wasn't, you know? right? I mean, Nebuchadnezzar was kind of off his rocker literally for a while, you know. And so, um, and yet the Lord, the Lord still used him, and, right. and so I think I think it's a right, it's it's right for us to uh, to realize that. And, and, um, again, you need, got to be careful with it. I mean, I want to throw in all these hundred caveats, but you, you do have to be careful with it, you know, but, but they're, but to just completely dismiss that, yeah, I think is, I mean, you got to throw out books like Daniel, you know, you got to throw out some of the teaching of Jesus. I mean, yeah. Jesus, you know, he uses the example of Elijah and he says, do you think it wasn't because there were no widows in Israel? The reason why he sent Elijah to the, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the widow out of country, right. uh, and to be fed and to help her. And then he, he talks about, I think he talked about Elisha mm-hmm. as well. And was mm-hmm. like, do you think there weren't any, you know, other people that <laughs> in right. Israel that needed to be here? Like he uses another person. And right. so you get, you gotta be like, Jesus is making the point that, Hey, there is value in other cultures and other mm-hmm. ethnicities. And he can use whomever he, mm. he wants to use for his right. purposes. And so, we we got to be careful about saying that because this person is this color or mm-hmm. whatever we can't we can't listen to them right yeah yeah and i think all of this just kind of i mean really undergirds the idea or or what undergirds all of this is just you, you got to be able to separate wheat from chaff right yeah and and you're not going to be able to do that if you're you're not if you're not in a community if you're not reading your bible on a regular basis if you're not in community studying the bible with other other believers uh you know it's kind of a way to kind of check and make sure your ideas are right and not listening to good faithful preaching and teaching right i mean now all of that helps you uh, develop i mean it's almost you almost have to think i think discernment is like a muscle yeah like it, it has to be practiced it has to be exercised you have to um, and that and that muscle is strengthened, is built um, through just Bible intake, Bible study, you know, praying together, living life together, having conversations with other believers. That better equips you so that when you are having these, when you are kind of think through the world of ideas, if you will, um, you're, you're you're better equipped to be able to say, hey, this is good, or no, this is this is not helpful, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I think using that using that muscle of discernment is is really helpful. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Crazy question, brother. Okay, crazy question. All right. We really went in kind of a crazy direction with this question. We did. Okay, but go with it. So we're talking about the race card, right? Yes. And race card. Card. Emphasis yeah. on card. Card. So, brother, what is your favorite card game? Mm, the favorite 
card game. So my favorite card game would be Speed. Okay. Because I like it that you can play with a whole bunch of people. You know, yes. everybody has their own deck, you know, that they're kind of playing with. And it's and it's really kind of chaos in motion. Yes. And it's just funny uh, to watch. I mean, I, I if you ever get the chance to play with my father, you should do that. Mostly so you can just laugh at how slow he goes. <laughs> His brain. In a game called Speed. <laughs> yes. Right? And... Uh, I I am not much faster than him, so I can't really make fun of him too hard. Don't ever play with my wife, uh oh, because she will she will take you out. Uh-oh. She can she man can mess around, and it really goes back to that whole like multitask thing. Because speed yeah. is kind of like you're playing the cards in front of you, then you're kind of watching all the cards that are out there, and so you're you're having to multi. I'm terrible at that, right? So I'm set up for failure. But but it is a. I mean, it's one of my favorite favorite games. I yes. like to watch people play. So what about you, brother? What is your favorite? <laughs> card game favorite card game is spades and i need to do a little diatribe on spades like well, okay. spades is serious in the black community man oh, like you okay. you gotta learn spades like in kindergarten like this is not <laughs> this is not a game <laughs> this is serious space serious spades is life you cannot wow. not know how to play spades okay. like if you mess up in spades like you might get excommunicated from the black community. Wow. Like your black your black card may get taken away. They're taking it away. Yes. And one thing I've learned about spades is like there's a difference between black spades and white spades. Okay. It's a big difference. Let's hear the difference. Like, okay, so in in white spades, like you can bid zero and get points. Mm. In black spades, like if you don't get any books, mm-hmm. So, sorry right. for you, man. <laughs> you right. Just, you just. So you like, don't you, have the. I'm, I had. It's been a long time since I played spades, but so it's like, isn't it what called going blind Neil. or Neil? Yeah, yeah. yeah, going Neil. Yeah, we're and not so going to try to win anything. Any books. The whole goal is to lose everything, yeah. and then the other person's trying to set you up and make you win one, trying and then you blow it. Yeah. Like you know, we ain't doing that. You, like, you just say, <laughs> you, you ain't got no okay. books. You just ain't got no books. You like lose. you ain't getting none for that. Okay. <laughs> like, you just gonna have no. You better try hard right. to win a book. You gotta do something. Like, you gotta bid a minimum of four. The team has to bid a minimum of four. And here's here's you a gotta great, go board. Here's a great question. What was the cultural component behind that? Why uh, would white people be like? Okay, we there needs to be a way to get some points without getting a book and. <laughs> And and then the black people, black component was like, no, no. that is what are y'all no, doing? What are y'all doing? I don't know what's up. With, I don't know, man. It's I think it, it probably came in with like the participation trophies and mm, all that stuff. Yeah, you know that yes, time, like right. everybody gets a trophy type deal. Right. We don't want to leave you out. Yeah, you know, you got no books, so right. you, you mm. get something. But man, there's so many differences, and I mean, it just screwed up my whole whole concept of space when I started mm. playing with other people. Yeah, so I always got to ask. They say you want to play space, and like, is this white people's space or gotta, black people's wow. space? Wow, you have to actually yes. have to ask. <laughs> yes, okay, there's a difference, man. So well, space. Good. I mean, if I sit down, you know, in the neighborhood, and somebody says you want to play, I'm gonna be like, okay, we're gonna have to clarify. Yeah, clarify here now. I wanna, it's I black people's space. Like you don't don't be bring, coming in there with no Neil and all this type <laughs> stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> you gonna Win get something, ran. William? You gonna what get you, trying to you gonna get beat up, man? I'm telling yeah. you, like you cannot mess around with space. Like there's I, some serious arguments about space that have happened. When I when I was playing, like I I would always try to purposefully go kneel. Like that was. Because it was fun, you know, to try to lose everything. Yeah. I mean, I would have like good cards that could win, and I'm like trying to. You know, make sure I lose with them and that kind of stuff. You, your partner <laughs> would beat you up if you did that. 
Let's go outside. Yes. Let's take this outside. We are not messing around in space. Oh, so, yes, space, favorite card game. Good deal. It's a cultural difference. We might need to do an episode just on space. We might need to. Yes. Be like iron in your shirt, right? Right. We need to do some more on those. Yes. Well, good deal. Thanks uh, so much for uh, listening to us this week. Hopefully that was helpful to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. All right. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.